0: This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. This is The Agenda. I am Don Austin from Liverpool.com. This is Paul Gorse from the Liverpool Echo, and we're going to talk about a Liverpool footballer that finally departed Anfield yesterday, Paul. After six years, Uh, it's hard to believe that it's been that long, but Simon Mignolet has joined Club Bruges. He's gone back to Belgium for a fee potentially rising to €9 million. Feels like decent business for Liverpool for a second goalkeeper. What I want to talk about, though, is, is how we look back on him because yeah, it's yeah. fair to say that Simon Mignolet has had a career of ups and downs at Liverpool uh, he starts and probably peaks with that penalty save against Stoke City in his, <laughs> his first baby, ever yeah, match yeah. Um, back under Brendan Rodgers he ends by winning a European Cup even though he wasn't playing a lot of the games there's an awful lot there's a big rollercoaster in the middle there isn't it where he's constantly on people's lips he's constantly an issue that people are talking about how do you think that in the grand scheme of things history will look back on Simon Mignolet
1: it's an interesting one this because I think it, it generally will differ person to person normally there's like a, a general consensus with, with players when they leave or, or they sign and I'm not too sure where Mignolet will sit because for me um, I thought he was he was a decent goalkeeper um, very professional um, very solid dependable and then every so often there'd be the odd clangour which was highlighted to the nth degree and that's what a lot of people seem to remember more than the, the, the saves and the and the good performances. Um, you mentioned to me just off camera there that his win ratio was, was only 51%, which mm-hmm. seems remarkably low for a goalkeeper who played for Liverpool. But then you factor in the fact that he was playing at a time when... Like obviously, he had that first season and he was you Liverpool. Know, such a good season. So many people remember that for so many years. That 2013-14 season. Um, probably the best Liverpool I've ever played in my lifetime, if I'm honest. And he was the goalkeeper for that. But then... It fell apart. Brendan Rodgers lost his way as as a lot of Liverpool managers tended to do. Um and he was part of that. And he, as you mentioned, there's just such a roller coaster of a of a career, slapped, you know, condensed into six years. Um personally I look back fondly on him. I thought he, he was decent, dependable, uh, never rocked about when he could have done um at certain times when he lost his place to a lot of his carriers who for me was not a, as good a goalkeeper mm-hmm. as Simon Mignolet. Uh, when Alisson came in, he freely accepted that this was a goalkeeper who was straight ahead of him and he was one of the best in the world and he could accept being um, second choice to him. So for me, he'll leave it head held high and, and good luck to him.
0: I want to come back a little bit later to talk about his relationship with Alisson Becker mm-hmm. and also what that now means for Adrian coming in as the second goalkeeper. But first, just to go back to when he joined... It, it always felt like it didn't quite fit with me. He was a dependable Premier League goalkeeper. Yeah, he was competent at yeah. Sunderland. He'd done quite well. I understood that, you know, Pepe Reiner at the time had had a really poor season the, the, the year before. Brendan Rodgers, it felt like, just didn't want to keep him around. But to set your team up the way Rodgers did, playing off from the back, playing short goal kicks, looking to, you know, chip the ball over on rushing forwards to your fullback to create an attack, Simon Mignolet was never going to fit that. He was never a goalkeeper that... Had a good level of distribution. He was never a goalkeeper that could really even kick the ball beyond the halfway line. That was just never his strength. He was a <laughs> shot stopper at best. Yeah. It just felt like a always felt like a sign in that that didn't make an awful lot of sense from Rodgers to me. If he was going to look for a goalkeeper, someone who is a bit more like a Carrius or a Claudio Bravo or Tish and some someone like that, not necessarily those players, I don't mean, but someone yeah. who is based yeah. on getting the ball out quickly, who's based on finding the defenders accurately is someone that would make more sense. Mignolet, to me, was almost the antithesis of what I would expect a Rogers goalkeeper mm. to be.
1: Yeah, but then you're getting into the, was he Rodgers' signing? Was he a you know transfer committee signing? Oh God, I was... remember those days. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> I remember it well. It's, um, there was a lot of muddled thinking behind the scenes at Liverpool mm. teams, particularly over transfers, none more so than when they bought Roberto Firmino and Christian Benteke within weeks of each other. Yeah, um, But back to back to Mignolet, yeah, you're right. He wasn't someone who was particularly... Um, who excelled with the ball at his feet? We all probably remember that mishap at Burnley on boxing day, don't we? Where he kind of somehow let it roll out for a, for a corner. Um,
0: so, Which yeah. Were, uh, it was only a few weeks after Lotus Carrius had kicked the ball out for a corner from a goal kick, as yeah, well, oh wasn't God, it? Yeah, I think that, that, was, that, was, uh, that was a real dark spell for Liverpool goalkeepers <laughs> all around, really. <laughs> Passing
1: it out for a, a corner, we have never seen the likes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I agree with you there. He, he was never someone who, who you know. Th- it's kind of like a, a Spanish goalkeeper, if you like, who's very comfortable with the ball mm-hmm. at his feet. Someone who, who they we say, Adrian is. Uh, we all know Alison is. He, he likes to chip it over on Russian strikers, doesn't he? And then do a little Cruyff turn if he can get away with it. Um, yeah, Minule was, was more rooted in the old-school style of goalkeeping, mm-hmm. shall we say. Someone who's very dependable with with, with the ball um, in his hands. Uh, very good shot stopper. I think The um, pool kind of clinched... Champions League football in two thousand and sixteen was it on the strength of one save that I remember him making against Stoke. I think it was Perehino, possibly absolute world class save that mm-hmm. kept, the, kept the uh, kept the kept the two one Liverpool got the three points that that took them into the Champions League eventually with the uh, the single point on the last day. But yeah, I, I I do agree with you there in terms of him not being a, a Rogers goalkeeper. But um, I, I you know as I say, I still look back on, on his uh, his Liverpool time fondly. Um, just, just for that season and he's just for 13-14.
0: He, he had a lot of longevity as well. Mm. I think, you know, when we start talking about he, he had that great season in 13-14 and then 14-15 the wheels start to fall off everything, not just mm. Simon Mignolet but his performances did drop that season. At that time, if you'd have told me he'd still be here in 2019 and that would be when he was leaving, I'd, be, I'd have been extremely surprised yeah. to think that yeah. he would do that amount of time and, goalkeepers have been brought in to replace him in that time so a lot of his is bought as a first choice goalkeeper. That's the idea that's what Jürgen Klopp wants to do. He gets the broken wrist I think it was yes. on the American yeah. tour which means he can't start and then they do this chopping and changing with Mignolet and carriers. The man's character is, is really highlighted by that. The fact that these people have come in or he's had these spells of poor form. I remember him talking about the one uh, that he let in from uh, Negredo at the Etihad Stadium, which is a really poor era that he had to come back from. It says a lot about his mentality that he's lasted this long, albeit in the last season he barely played for Liverpool, but to be at the club and to be valued at the club after a career which which has been dotted with, with significant errors and, and, and supporters have been on his back over them quite a bit mm-hmm. as well. And you could always sense at Anfield, if the ball was passed back to him, the, there was a fretfulness in the air, <laughs> shall we say, <laughs> yeah. um, about yeah. his kicking. But it, it tells me an awful lot about his determination to, to succeed and to make the best of things and, and to be a competent footballer that... He could have decided to go to club Bruce three, four years ago mm-hmm. if he really wanted to. If he wanted to give up, but he stuck at it at Liverpool, and it's ended up being rewarded by winning the biggest trophy you possibly can in the game.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and Klopp said it yesterday, didn't he? Um, you know, once his move was confirmed, he said, um, "In thirty years in football, if you ask me who the most professional player was, Minyale could probably be number one." And that's just a testament to how professionally he's been behind the scenes. Um, I know that he's been so impressed by how well he's, he's handled losing his place uh, eighteen months ago. Um, even when he freely admitted that he perhaps shouldn't have lost it to Loris Carius, he accepted it with Alisson and um, worked hard, kept his head down. And it's all cliche and, and dare we say, it, even boring to, to highlight these qualities. But not not every professional footballer has them, do they? And, and Sam Milley like, had it in spades or still does have it. Um, so I think it's only right to reflect on on that part of his character because he wasn't um you know, he wasn't your typical eccentric goalkeeper, he was very hard working and, and he kept his head down and um yeah, good good luck to him. Um the Poor now have got a, a very flamboyant and open character in, in Allison, Becker and Golan. Um they're the type of goalkeepers that you want, aren't they? I think they're the you ones know. you fall in love with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, fit, fit, fair play to him and you. Like, uh, good luck to him. I think at, uh, at Bruges, where he's he's only thirty-one. And to be fair, I'm actually quite surprised that he's decided to go back to his homeland because um, it's not the strongest league. And I think a goalkeeper of his quality um, can still play for for several years in the in the Premier League.
0: Uh, what the move has done is highlight Liverpool's efficiency in the transfer market as well, because he's on the bench on Sunday for the Community Shield. Within a couple of hours, he's gone. He's in yeah, Belgium. Yeah. And a few hours after that, Adrian is being pictured in a Liverpool top at Melwood with a new signed contract. Um, the club have acted really smartly, I think, in terms of they'll have had this in the back of their minds the whole yeah, time over yeah. the summer. It seems like it's, it's totally Mignolet's decision to leave. If he'd have been happy to stay, Liverpool would have kept him. But they've clearly done the groundwork with Adrian over the course of the summer to say, listen, and we're really happy with this fella and if he wants to say we're going to keep him because he served us really well but if he moves on we're going to come and have a chat and we'll sort something out he was meant to go to Real Valladolid I think yesterday um, before it turned out that that the offer had come in from Anfield he to me seems like another one with the kinds of character and the kinds of experience that can play that role really well because there's a fair chance that if Alisson Becker stays fit And Liverpool get some tough draws in the domestic cups again, that he's only going to play two matches next season. If they get knocked out Mm. in the third rounds again, which is perfectly plausible, you can't plan to get to the final of those competitions, that he does 90 minutes in the League Cup, 90 minutes in the FA Cup, and that's his season done. He seems like someone who could do that really well, could be a good character in the dressing room, but also, if needs be, if Alisson breaks a thumb in training and is out for four weeks or whatever, we can play him in league games in European Cup group stage games and feel like we're all right because stylistically, you know, he's not exactly the same as Alison Becker, but just not as good. But from whatever I've seen him and certainly against Liverpool, he's, first of all, he's a loud mouth. He kicks off on people yeah, an awful yeah. lot. He's a leader, but also he's really comfortable on the football from what I've seen of him as well. So it feels like one that as a sort of glass door option if needs be, um, makes sense.
1: It does. He's uh, another one. He's had six years at West Ham and he hasn't always been first choice, but I uh, wrote a piece on him yesterday I think uh, he's clocked up 145 Premier League appearances which is a, is a lot of experience uh, Simon Mignolet was, was at around about the 200 mark and he's been in the Premier League for, for nine years so uh, Liverpool are getting in a vastly experienced goalkeeper another dependable one who's as you say a little bit more stylistically similar to Alisson um, probably a bit better with the ball at his feet than Simon Mignolet uh, as he proved when he scored in a Mark Normal's testimonial even though the, the other team pretty much let him run through Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a decent move. It's not Liverpool haven't had to dip into any kind of non-existent transfer budgets. He's coming in on a, on a free transfer, um, and it seems like he accepts that he's going to be second choice. But he's uh, he's making all the right noises about well, putting a little bit of pressure on on Allison, and, mm. and we don't expect them to to overtake him uh, by any stretch. But it's good that Liverpool haven't got a world-class goalkeeper, and then a, the second choice is Keven Callaham, who, who's you know played a minute for the for the senior team in a friendly, level, let mm-hmm. alone a a, um, a competitive game. So yeah, um, it's it's a good option to have. I think um, one in one out, very very similar levels. I'd suggest Minelay and Adrian.
0: Right, that is all that we've got time for. Hope you've enjoyed the video. If you have, make sure to subscribe on YouTube and press the notification bell. It means that you won't miss any in the future. Christian Walsh has also written a really good thing on what history will uh, say about time in Minulay for Liverpool.com. So if you fancy checking that out, make sure to do so. In the meantime, though, thank you very much from Paul. Thank you from me and enjoy the rest of your day. All the best. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.